Good evening, everybody, and welcome, welcome to the uh, TNB podcast, episode nine, nineteen. Sorry, episode nineteen, episode nineteen. We've got uh, got two guests. Actually, got three guests. But uh, we've got Jan. How's it going? Hello. We've got. Uh, we've actually got not Kimmy or Wazzy, however you know him, Warren. He's uh, he's with us today, and he's uh, oh, and he's brought meow meow in the background. That is uh, that is Bruce, and uh, seems like uh, he will be he will be contributing to to the podcast today. So uh, Bruce Bruce had a full session. And I can tell you, he's not fighting because he's hungry with anything else. Just fighting because we all drops like shit. Lovely. <laughs> we were uh, just mentioned that um, Vettel has seven points more than Nico Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg had like twenty ice points more than Vettel. So, uh, obviously, at a race last last weekend at the uh, at the Nurburgring, the Eiffel, the Eiffel Grand Prix. I actually I actually found out because it was bothering me. I, I wanted to know why why it wasn't called the German Grand Prix. Um, so it was bothering me. I actually went and looked up why, and it actually turns out that Hockenheim owns the name German Grand Prix. So if it's at the Nurburgring or anywhere else, without the permission of Hockenheim, you can't call it that. So uh, same as with the Styrian Grand Prix, they just they just named it after the region it was in. But yeah, I had no idea that a track could buy the name. So German Grand Prix only if it's at Hockenheim. Otherwise, you're gonna have to come up with your own name. So uh, what did you guys think of? Uh, what did you guys think of the Nurburgring? What did you guys think of the Nurburgring? Oh, I missed it. Like the very first corner where Bottas didn't back off for, for Hamilton. And they actually we had to go each other in that first corner, out of that first corner. But yeah, it's a pity that was short lost. The, the track was a little bit, or the race was a little bit stale, except for the start, but... How awesome was it to go back to a classic track like that? Especially with almost no running. The guys are piling into T1. No, it, no tire data, no nothing. Thinking was gonna rain. It was dry. There was threat of rain. They didn't jump. So it was like a good old, how can you put it? No, spook and pluck. Yeah, it had... Uh, it had it had a little bit of everything and uh I, I just loved it you know the 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 more narrow track um everybody said there would be no passing but it wasn't that bad um well i, I think we had a better race than uh than than most i think yeah. uh i think the nurburgring made a made made a claim to to possibly return to the calendar because uh mm. yeah we had a we had a great race and um, in the beginning, Bottas, uh, Bottas gave us a, lo- uh, uh, a little bit of hope there because for a, yo, 
when he um when he went side by side he gave me nico rosberg vibes he uh said like oh, i'm not i'm not letting go of this and uh he didn't and uh he's doing pretty well until what seemed like a uh out of nowhere mistake maybe maybe it maybe it was just the tires were getting worse and uh that was inevitable if it didn't happen then it would happen the next lap who knows but was it an error um i don't think hamilton was i'm sure you're under pressure every time lewis hamilton is following you but it wasn't exactly like he was on his gearbox and pushing him at that moment so i, I don't know where or why he choked there is no better way to put it Tortas choked and you can't sugarcoat it you can't make it or say anything better he choked he made a mistake and it culminated <coughs> okay except for the failure but you know when he locked the tire and he went for early pit stop his race was done see uh, yeah. we've got a we've got a viewer think a first time viewer we've got uh, we've got Boucher thanks for uh, thanks for joining thanks for thanks for following the channel but, uh, what about uh, Max Verstappen finishing in second place again wringing the neck of that Red Bull yeah he got the fastest lap at the end there. I think it was six thousandths of a second um but uh yeah he's snatched snatched it at the end got the extra point so what's that 18 for second plus the point so so 19 mm -hmm. so uh i think he did a did a good job when uh well i'm not gonna mention that i'll, I'll mention that in a second um, um, what about uh what about third place what about third place Danny Rick. That made my weekend, to be honest. You know, it uh, is, yes, you would like that as well, but Danny, uh, through the years, he's been a better quality driver and he deserved it. For the team that is leaving, but signed up for to get podiums and finally getting it, even though he's leaving, put up a bit of sweet, but those likes are enjoying it. They're enjoying it badly. And yeah, it comes off the back of a Bottas retirement, but still, you have to finish to finish first, as they say. And uh, obviously, making up the midfield, Perez, Sainz, Gasly, Leclerc in seventh. Leclerc doing a good job in the uh, in the Ferrari when you well, when you look what his teammates able to do with it. Um, you got to say he's doing a good job. Leclerc is the reason why people aren't ridiculing Ferrari. It's because of two things. Because they are bad and they are poor and they are slow. But he's keeping them incognito. He's in the points all the time. He's there in the midfield. You know, mixing it up a little bit and somehow claim two podiums with that car this season. Yeah, they're like, ah, Ferrari's slow, but still he's getting points. So, you know, the, you get around that story quite quickly. Because you know they're slow, but you've got two, you've got a four times world champion on the one seat, got 
And two times rice one and two times rice one in the other seat and chilla. Wow. Like it's the other way around. Here's a yeah. Like, um, the clerk is the fourth and champion the way he's driving. Nah, but you'll get it. When somebody gets dropped and gets luster and pitches up for a race or two every now and again, doesn't matter where it is in the world because the calendar isn't following the specific route that they used to. So you get dropped by Ferrari, it's all messy and public and all that. So you wake up, you feel vital, to be honest. You wake up and you go to Germany or France or this or that. It's not following a pattern. You've got two children, you're married. I don't know. I think it's hard for that. He's not even trying. I think Vettel's got uh, all of his focus already on on next year and on Aston Martin and where that team's going to go. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's particularly worried about wrestling a, a, a very undrivable car. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like Leclerc, 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 like I think... You've got DRS and you're about to to overtake. They cut to the inside, you cut to the outside, and in that wake of the dirty air, you make a simple mistake of taking too early. And then they have that spin right to the first corner. That's borderline embarrassing. I mean, a four times a whole You won't see Alonso doing that mistake, unless... Got to, uh, I've also got to mention the one who finished just behind Leclerc, Nico Hulkenberg. Mr. Uh, they, 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 they just call him up and uh, he shows up and he does that. And uh, that's that's pretty impressive. That's uh, He finished 8th, he started 20th. There was 5 retirements, so that would have obviously uh, helped him get up the field. But uh, the fact that... Uh, he was race fit and ready to go. I mean, the guy didn't even have time to go home and get his pink helmet. That's why he was wearing his Renault helmet. Yeah, he was wearing his Renault helmet because that's the helmet he had well, closest to him. As far as I understand, his race suit that he was wearing was also not his. That's why if you look at pictures of him, it's a little bit short there <laughs> where the boots come, you know. It's a bit high up. <laughs> anyway. It's Lance uh, a little short. And then obviously Vettel didn't get points. He finished 11th, but uh, two Ferrari customer cars did get points. Um, ninth and, sorry, ninth and 10th, Grosjean and Giovinazzi. So Giovinazzi beating Vettel. But, uh, oh, yes. Yes, that, that's actually a big thing. For Joe, that's a good result. But it's probably going to be the only one this whole season. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of rumors for now and nothing's been officially announced. But um, if, if there's anything to go by, then um, I don't think Giovinazzi's got, it, got that seat next year. So wonder if it's oh, all a little fair, bit too late. I, yeah, I don't Kimi, know. Kimi doesn't have that seat either. It's not something that um, 
Because uh, the strong rumors are leaning towards Kimmy and Mick at Alpha. And now apparently yeah. the latest, we could see both Haas drivers go. So the Haas drivers uh, next year could potentially be Callum Eilat and uh, Mazepin. Russian driver, Mazepin in Formula 2. So, uh, yeah, it would be Mazepin and Callum Eilat at Haas and uh, then Mick and uh, Kimi. That would be that would be two two Formula 2 rookies in, in the same team. That would be, uh, be quite a bold leap. But considering what the drivers they have now are doing, would you be losing much? No, no, I say, I said it all along, and I said it uh, earlier in one of the episodes as well. The best thing I can do is to get rid of both of the drivers. Just do a uh, something, something new. Look at look at Just do a uh, do a big reset. That's what they need at Haas. They need a big reset, and obviously they're waiting for those twenty twenty two regulations to come in. They know next year's probably not going to be much better um ferrari has promised a completely new engine for next year it's not it's not an upgrade of this one or an evolution of this one it's a it's a completely new engine so uh is that gonna close the gap not uh probably not by enough but uh hopefully it will give them a more competitive car and something that carlos science can get a podium with would be a bit sad if Carlos Sainz went to Ferrari the year they got no podiums. All right, especially with the one year contract as well. No, you want to give him a chance in the proper car because he's got the talent, to be honest. So, why not? See, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, I think in next year, this time, top cars discussion. I'm sure we'll have this whole science and Ferrari discussion. Going so, through the yeah. through the through the F one championship, I think with that Bottas retirement I think we can pretty much call it. Um Hamilton now two hundred and thirty points, Bottas hundred and sixty. So uh Yeah, no. <laughs> 70 points so, out, so uh, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I saw an interesting stat this weekend where they compared Hope, uh, Rosberg with um, Bottas. Because um, this is the third year that Bottas has been with Mercedes. And um, Rosberg was also three years with Mercedes while he was Hamilton's teammate. He's been there a little bit longer. But if you look at the stats in that three years, same sort of race starts. I think Bottas is like five short. The amount of points, podiums, wins. 
makes you wonder if that guy hasn't, if he did not retire, the end of 2016. What could maybe, maybe, you don't know. You don't know. He always said. Could have been something different. Apparently, something that he said from from the get go when he entered uh, F one was that when he won that he wanted a championship and that's what he wanted out of Formula One. He didn't he didn't want multiple titles. He wanted a Formula One world title like his dad had, and uh, he got it and he retired, much like his dad did. And um, yeah, there hasn't ever been there hasn't ever there hasn't ever been word of a possible comeback or a. You know, if he, probably... if he trusted himself or believed in himself a little bit more, I mean, you know, he's a he's a knowledgeable guy, and he's commentating all over the show. I mean, he would rather be driving the car than commentating. See, uh... Personally, for me, so he's still around. If he trusted himself or believed in himself a little bit more. Just wanna say uh welcome welcome to the comments section, Boucher. Boucher had to uh had to wait ten minutes before he could uh say anything because he, he only followed us today. But uh yeah, welcome welcome to the podcast. This is episode nineteen. So uh Max third in the championship. He's actually not uh, not very far behind uh Bartos. And then Ricardo, Ricardo fourth in the championship. Yeah, Ricardo that's, uh, moved up nicely. He's just got that podium, which obviously helped him in the points, but it uh, shows you what consistency can do. But that that midfield is ridiculous. It's uh, from Ricardo. Ricardo seventy eight points. Perez sixty eight. Norris sixty five. Albon sixty four. Leclerc sixty three. Stroll fifty seven. So uh, yeah, that midfield very close, and uh, I wonder any anyone at this point could still finish uh, fourth in the championship or call it best of the rest. Points, you would think there was nothing the way people are talking about him to think he's actually up there in the midfield. I mean, we won't even talk about that retirement. I think I think the I think, speculation is stuff behind that. I think I think the problem I think the problem with Albon is um. Okay, look, Albon, Albon's got 64 points. Okay, all, all respect to him, but Leclerc's having a terrible season and he's on 63. Um, Norris is above him in a McLaren. Perez is above him in a Racing Point. Ricardo is above him in a Renault. And um, I think those championship points, those 64 points, that should be a lot closer. I understand if he can't go wheel-to-wheel -wheel and challenge Max, but it should be a hell of a lot closer and and he should be at least fourth in the championship even if there is a big gap to max he, he should be fourth in the championship that red bull has shown to be the second best car on the grid but only when max drives it so um you know what a red bull gonna do next season there's all sorts of stories so many stories coming out um there's obviously two Two notable drivers um, that are very much available for 2021, um, likes of Perez and guy who finished eighth, Hulkenberg. Would uh, would Red Bull go off go off script or because potentially 
they either keep Albon or they go off script they go out of Red Bull Academy or Marco goes back on a driver which he's never done so if they take a Alpha Tauri driver they'll be going back on a driver either way because both of those drivers have been in a Red Bull um, I don't think Albon's done enough to hold on to his drive uh, what do you think about a Perez or a Hulkenberg in the in the Red Bull or is that car just all about Max seems to be all about Max but will they really 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 neglect Albon that much in an era where you need both cars to score solid points you're going to see if uh, Max is just really a step above the likes of Gasly and Albon and Kvyat or, you know, put, put someone that's, that's very capable in that car and, and see. I think if, if Max Stoll beats the hell out of Hulkenberg and, and Perez, then, uh, yeah, then there's something wrong. But, um... I don't know. The, I think I think it's on the outside in Max made the Red Bull years since Danny left. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. That's right. Because Danny was the, the, the only the only real teammate that challenged him. But Danny had a little bit more experience, so anyway. Court for long. Max has been choking every single teammate he's had ever since. So I don't think Albon is a bad driver. He's just not as good as a certain Max Verstappen, and people were finding that out very quickly. So now many of us were waiting for Danny Rick to do a shoey. Well, <laughs> initially, 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 it came out that he didn't do a shoey because of uh, because of the Corona limitations and whatever the case is. But then afterwards. They asked him about it, and um, he forgot. Yeah, he he forgot. He uh, he totally forgot about it. So he, when he got back to the change rooms, he he went on Instagram and he he did a shoey. So uh, there is one that Formula One account on Twitter. You can go and can go and watch that. But uh, he did do a shoey. He just did it a little bit later. Didn't do it on. was awesome what about that uh, what about that helmet <clears throat> it was uh, obviously a race worn helmet of uh, Michael Schumacher's final season with Mercedes Benz um, obviously uh, got a got a similar got a similar gift when he matched Senna's pole positions also got a uh, race worn helmet from uh from Ayrton Senna it's quite uh 91 race victories when uh when Schumacher left the sport a lot of people said that uh, it wouldn't be matched they has arrived and it has been matched now uh wonder how much how much further is he going to take it you know he's going to take it up to 100 he's going to take it up to 110 how far is he going to take it and uh who will and this is exactly the conversation that came up when Schumacher did it. Who could possibly top that? Like, 
you're going to need a team or a driver that's bouncing amongst teams to to dominate what the the better half of a decade in order in order to catch that record so whoever whoever does beat it if somebody does beat it one day it's gonna it's gonna have to be one hell of a feat but uh, as we've seen formula one always changes and who knows but uh danny rick yeah i'm, I'm still shocked that uh he actually just uh just forgot kibi started his uh he's now the most experienced race starter was he that's uh that's your driver what, you, what, what, what can you what can you tell us about what you're, you're the big Kimi fan here so I'm, I'm glad you're here what made you initially a Kimi fan what what was it about Kimi was it when he was in the Salva what what was the when was the first time you considered yourself who's this guy I like this guy I'm gonna support this guy was it when he got to Ferrari? Was no, it before that? Like you say in the Salva, it started back way when back, you know, I watched the whole Schumacher and I actually met the Flying Finn, the original Flying Finn himself a couple of times. And uh, Mika Hakkinen, Schumacher, Rivalry. Before then was Eton Senna, Nigel Mansell, Alan Prost. I, I started <coughs> watching those guys when I was a youngster. When I say youngster, you know, seven, eight years old, maybe even a bit younger. Kimi was the first guy that came into the sport. When I followed his whole career, from start to finish okay where i was very interested in the way he did things in the way he drives the way he expresses himself in a in an interview in a, <laughs> so brilliant i remember <laughs> i was uh i got introduced to formula one when i was about seven um but back then I was I was a kid with a lot of ADD, so it was it was pretty difficult to get me to sit down and follow a whole race. So uh, I started learning the names and all of that, and I'd sit and watch here and there. But um, towards the end of 1991, Etan Senna, Etan Senna, Michael Schumacher made his uh, made his debut, and it was in the middle of a season. It was at Spa, and. Uh, a year later he won his first race at spa so um i basically i've what i watched formula one basically when 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 michael schumacher started at more or less the same at more or less the same time and i followed that that entire career um saw the schumacher mika era it was probably probably one of the greatest eras in 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 formula one if i'm going to be honest like you you could get you could get you could get to a track and honestly ferrari could win mclaren could win you really didn't know um it, it really didn't mean anything i mean they'd get to qualifying and 
whether Michael took pole or Mika took pole, it was a couple of tenths and um, it meant nothing because back then you could fiddle with your with your fuel in, in, in qualifying. So the one could be faster but have less fuel. So qualifying didn't mean as much as it does now. And it was a I think it was a, one of the best errors in Formula One. You just you didn't know who was gonna win on the day. Um and yeah, it's if if Mika Hakkinen wasn't in the picture, Schumacher could have won another two. So Mika had two years. He was brilliant. I think he should have won more. Just yeah, uh, in, in in the beginning of his career, he never the he was with McLaren for a long time. But in those first couple of years, the McLaren wasn't uh, wasn't doing anything to give him a race winning car. So, but he was the he was. I think was his first teammate Ayrton Senna, or did he replace yeah. Ayrton Senna? No, I his think first teammate was Ayrton. Yeah, he yeah, came. He came. He came in. I think he came in halfway through the '93 season to replace Andretti because Andretti was a disaster, and McLaren sent him packing. To yeah, to. Yeah, McLaren was still the Marlboro cars. Yeah, there was still the Marlboro yeah. cars. It was actually a uh, there was this at the at exactly the same time there was an indie team that was exactly the same livery. It was the mm -hmm. the white cars with the with the Marlboro livery. And then um, what came after after obviously you had you had Mika and you had after Mika you had Schumacher and then after Schumacher you had Alonso. So we carry on having these errors. Hey. Yeah, Alonso won twice, but but we we always have these errors where where you have McLaren was two years, then Ferrari was four or five, then then Renault was two, then. But we've had nothing like this, so I think, like I was saying earlier, to beat that to beat that Hamilton, who what what other manufacturer has dominated for what six seven years? Not, not even the Ferrari era went on for seven years. It it wasn't that. It by this time. I've been alive watching Senna with McLaren. Then it was Williams, obviously with Mansell. Then it was Mika with two, and then the Schumacher era started. Even though he was a double world champion with a different manufacturer. Yeah, that's that's what makes. That seven of these special. Another thing, another and, thing, and, another and thing about Schumacher. You know Hamilton that, can match that, and Hamilton's got one world championship with a different team. Yeah, he does. But Schumacher too. The uh, so that for me will separate him always. The difference, the difference. You can well, if you if you want to nitpick, if you want to nitpick, and uh, you you can always say that. Although Hamilton has won his six titles over two manufacturers, Schumacher did too, but Schumacher won his titles with three engine manufacturers. Whereas Ford being the first one. Ford being the first one, Renault being the second one, Ferrari being the rest. But uh, Hamilton has won all his titles with a Mercedes badge on his chest. So... Uh, 
yeah, if you really wanted to nitpick, you could do that. I'm clearly a Schumacher fan, and I'm very biased. But uh, it, it's coming. It's, it, it's coming. It's coming out in the way I speak. Have you ever one of those Formula One like fundies or old school fans? In ten years' time from now, or twenty years when Lewis retires, there will be some old school fans saying, "Here is one mic." Well, if uh, vice versa, if uh, yeah, if I'm being a no, stop comparing the people. You times, 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 what it comes down to it's like it's like what Johan said you can only compare a sport not 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 even that way like if 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 the rules had not changed at all you still couldn't compare it okay you look you look at the guys back then you look at the guys today just just the way they go about fitness it's a completely different sport it's a completely different sport it's got nothing to do with each other these guys used to these these guys used to jump out of the car and have a beer before they were on the podium they they'd had a few beers before they got up there it it it, it wasn't like now like now these guys are these guys are on a diet these guys are at peak performance they fit they look at these guys neck neck muscles these guys are athletes and um you know well well some of them lewis lewis, lewis is vegan I, i'm not sure who else is but uh Max Verstappen said, they 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 asked, they 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 asked the they asked they asked the they asked Max Verstappen, um, what was his take on veganism? I think you call it that, and uh, he was like, no, no, I like hamburger. So uh, that that was his answer, and then Leclerc, he uh. He got bored during lockdown, decided to uh, try go vegan, and uh, lasted all of two weeks before he found himself at a McDonald's. So um, mm-hmm. so that didn't work out there either. So I I, I only know of uh, of Lewis. I don't know I don't know who else is uh, is vegan. Maybe well I don't know. Maybe Bottas should try that. Maybe that's maybe that's the key to maybe that's the key to driving that Merc, you know, is the the veggies. Uh, maybe maybe that's the the little oh, extra. Right. Veggie mate. <laughs> <coughs> Obviously, Lando Norris. He uh, he had a bit of a moment in the race where he uh, pulled a bit of a Fernando Alonso. He uh, got himself a deck chair and uh, got himself a deck chair and just sat there and watched the stewards. He was like, you know what, Dan? No, no, I saw a little bit of uh, resemblance, except he had his helmet on with a visor down, and by the body language, he was he was not. So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't wearing the Fernando pose that. But 
few guys here you may have the privilege like Hamilton just stepping in a good car they could be champion I think Lando is that same material I also think that look I think I think um Lewis getting into the McLaren and and winning the champion well he didn't win it immediately he was there for a while but um anyway there's obviously the argument that he that he got lucky he came into he came into formula one and and he got a great team but but there's other guys that that came into formula one got a great team did nothing and they're still there Haas um you 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 know what i mean there's guys that have gotten a chance and and didn't take it he got his chance he took it so you know credit where it's due yeah, he, uh, he had a rough time with he had a rough time with some teammates. He said he's had Fernando Alonso as a teammate, um, and that that almost broke him, but not quite. Uh, but yeah, so the thing about like we've been talking about times have changed. Even now, people got into Formula One has changed. No, definitely. Mean, even even getting like, in uh, getting uh, into Formula One was was getting Alonso. into Formula One was very different as as to now. I mean, there were yeah. there were drivers from. Okay, look from from a South African perspective, Jody Schechter obviously won the championship, and and his brother had had a season in Formula One, not not a very successful season, but he had a season. So we've had two Formula One drivers from South Africa. Um, yeah. from the rest of the African continent I'm not aware of one okay uh, there, there are parts of the world where Formula 1 drivers are it's very scarce and it's because the path to Formula 1 at a time from those specific regions it was just impossible South African drivers a lot of them would get to Formula 3000 and they just wouldn't they'd, they'd run out of money and no sponsorship would come in time and they'd literally run out of daddy's money and they'd come home and it happened to a lot of South African drivers that they went off to Formula 3000 hoping to possibly get into Formula 1 one day, but uh, they, they hardly got through a season of Formula 3000 when they got to Europe and realized what this cost. So now things have changed. Um, there's there's a lot more formulas out there. There's a lot more, there's a lot more coverage of these. The principle still remains the same. And one of those principles are or is money. Yeah. But like you say, there's more formulas out there, but back in the day, Formula 3000 was always there. It wasn't an area specific, like you get a European, an Asian, an American, and, and don't, all that. Don't, don't, forget, don't, don't forget one of the sport's first, uh, first famous pay drivers was Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda Nicky Lauda literally bought his way into Formula 1 he had no drive he was in Formula 3 or Formula 3000 whatever they called it back then and um, he wanted to race in Formula 1 and there just there was no drive so um, this guy literally took a loan a huge loan at the time from the bank and yeah he paid for his spot and by the end of the season he didn't need to pay for his spot anymore he had he had proved his point and there were teams willing to pay him so uh he he not only drove that car 
he actually engineered it and made it quicker with his knowledge. But yeah, that's something different. The the point I'm getting at is it's it's still the same, but you can take your hat off to people like Kimi Alonso, Mark Webber. I mean those two guys, Alonso and Weber, came through man. Given the Formula Three champions winning this and that, got into the seat in the slowest car where a lot of people have been not progressed well look at a guy like look at a guy like george russell teams look at them and this guy's got something special you know look at a guy like george russell george russell's basically won everything he's ever been in and um look what team he's racing for you know you you get you you get to f1 and they and they stick you in the only team that is incapable of scoring a point never mind a podium um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to like, like, like if George wasn't that if George he's wasn't a, he's that a junior Mercedes driver so he can either also wonder how leave, that leave leave that brand or tag or anything and hunt for another seat but that's that's something totally different wouldn't you but like wouldn't wouldn't you like to wouldn't you like we to uh to hang with that mercedes umbrella knowing no. that knowing that next time bottas or one day hamilton's you, gonna call it a day it no, might not be next year or the year after stop. but he's gonna is is it worth waiting for that merc drive is the merc gonna be I it's mean, maybe you know, maybe he only gets the drive. Third driver, you've got a lot of oaks in there, putting on the same hope. Nick Nick De Vries was a basically Nick De Vries was a was a Merck junior driver as well, and uh, yeah, he he won the Formula Two, would... and they they gave him the offer um, to go to Formula E for for Mercedes Benz. And uh, I would have dropped that tag completely and try and for Formula One seat personally, but that's just me. The thing if is, you, what if you're a good driver in a certain team, like uh, Charles Leclerc in Alfa, irrespective of his Ferrari Academy driving, I mean, you, you can see in that seat this guy something special. No, definitely. I mean, uh, he put he put that alpha multiple times into Q three, and uh, I, I think I think we saw him start a race in sixth, in an alpha, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It was top ten, definitely. I think it was sixth. That was the highest he ever started in an alpha. So um, when he was in the alpha, you, you could see there was there was something, and I hope I hope we do get rookie drivers next season and. Uh, you know throw them in those cars give them a go and uh exactly. that's what we need i mean it's all very fine and well everybody focusing on championships and and race victories and the amount of pole positions but we forget about how many guys come and go that are like seriously talented but they were either in the wrong team at the wrong time or they had the wrong teammate at the at the wrong time um what what could have weber what would weber have done as the red bull team leader so you know 
was he was second to Vettel many a time, so he could have been champion, but uh, he he got into the Red Bull when it was a Vettel Red Bull. It's just just like Albon, maybe maybe he's gone to Red Bull at the wrong time. What what what's what's Red Bull's? What's the plan? If if it were you, twenty twenty one, what's the plan? What's the driver lineup? Obviously, Max. Who's your second driver? So probably think three years back and said we should have given Danny Umane. One of those drivers, you know, he's, he's good. Seems like we've. And, uh, you know, when they, they were racing, even though they weren't the quickest, they won some races. But between Max and Danny, little no come out on top. And that's something they got used to. Now they're in the doldrums, they hire a driver, fire a driver. You know, it's it's it's, driver, it's all about it's all about it. must go back to somebody that, that knows what to tell put next put him next to Max. So it's Perez Perez or Hulkenberg. Perez or Hulkenberg. Um, one one of the two. You you one of the two. Take take would, you know what take if take was, there's two experienced drivers was, in the field, grab one. What why I not? Was the, the, the big boss. Oh no! Please don't don't give Kimi Red Bull sponsorship. He's gonna drink it. He's gonna drink it with all sorts of alcohol. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's the last. That's the last thing you need is Kimi with heart palpitations. In, in, a, in a big name car next to a huge up and coming name, I can tell you that guy, <laughs> Dish, Max, what's up? What's really going on in the world? And then, uh, before we go on to MotoGP for a while, um, what would you, Johan, you, you've, okay. Jan, you first. You uh, what would your driver lineup be at Alfa Romeo? Kimi and Mick. Now, Wazzy, what would your driver lineup be at Haas? Would you hold on to one of the uh, one of the namesakes, one of the Magnussen or the Grosjean? Would you hold on to one, hold on to both, would, or get I rid? Actually, I would actually hold to Magnussen. And then put a Callum Eilat or a young gun in there. I think Magnuson would be a uh, good influence on a young gun. I'm not. I'm not particularly thinking about influence. I'm thinking about you can if you put a young guy in there with an older gentleman like Magnuson, which is I in my book is quicker than Grosjean. Yeah. To see where the cars are here, just for a season, like 2021, just before the new regulation, chuck a young gun in there and see where you are. That's why I would go with two young guns, knowing that it's only a year to go before the big change. Why do you have to lose? Because so far you haven't gained anything. 
development they can figure out now, next year, for 2022, will still be available. But you can measure. I still think Magnuson is really underrated. He's much quicker than people think he is. On his day, that guy, he can be the best out there. Obviously, now we've got a one weekend break, so we'll have no we'll have no Formula One this week. But then they uh, they head to a new circuit. We haven't been there before, and uh, we're going to Portimao. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting one, and they're gonna need all the practice sessions they can get. Luckily, luckily there's coming off weekend. <laughs> It's quite a, it's quite an interesting one because you know the uh, the the two day race weekend at Imola, okay. So in Imola we're not going to have free practice one or two, the whole day is scrapped. So we're going to have a free practice session and qualifying, okay. Now they initially said that's going to be a hybrid for, you know, what that rule change would look like. That, that wasn't why they did it. The real reason they did it was the move from southern Portugal to northern Italy. They, they couldn't get there in time. So, uh, yeah, they're getting there a day late. And that's why they, they decided, Let, let's try the hybrid. Now Now's the time. So the season is pushing these guys a little bit. A lot of double headers. And in MotoGP, a lot of triple headers. I'm telling you, this 2020 season... As shitty as it's been, it's produced some good races and it's like, I would call a good old spook and pluck. Because nobody planned for this. It's like you're going along trying to put things in place as you go along. And it's, it's like that. I'm enjoying that. Obviously, enjoy uh, when, when the F1 season, I mean, initially, I wasn't even sure we were going to get a race, and then, and then that calendar came out with with eight tracks, and uh, we almost <laughs> lost Spain. Remember, at a stage they thought, no, yeah. we're not going to go to Spain. They're going to cancel Spain. Um, they didn't. March, April, the, we were like, oh, it really, it didn't look like it was going to happen. And you know what? They've still squeezed seventeen races out of the season. So, you know what I say? We were thinking back in those days when they even announced. That's the that race. We thought maybe eight or ten maximum. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen. They, I think they, they got a, they got a decent number out of it, and. Uh, didn't do too bad, also. Boy. No, he did. He did a. He actually did a good job because it, it must have been a, huh? must have been an absolute nightmare. Just. <laughs> like what? Jeez. What was that all about? But um. Obviously, just uh, we're gonna switch over to to the the MotoGP just for a little bit uh, before we before we end here. We actually forgot to switch to MotoGP. We obviously obviously a lot of F one fans here, but um, did you watch? Jan, uh, are you here? Did you watch the French Grand Prix at the Bugatti Circuit, also known as Le Mans? No, unfortunately, I missed that one. Like. So you were uh, you didn't uh, you didn't watch. I saw a few highlights here and there. I caught a, a 
stream, but not much. Obviously, um... I'll, I'll, I'll state what I stated in the chat. When, I, when the checkered flag flown for the MotoGP race was God bless MotoGP. <laughs> what a cracker. Yeah. He had everything. I'm a major was me planted his ass on the tarmac in the first corner. I thought, oh, yeah. the race afterwards. Oh, magnificent. Oh, it was great. Just, uh, actually, before I say this, I just remembered something. Do you know? Do, do you know what happened at the Nurburgring that no one mentioned? We had nine nine manufacturers in the top ten. That was that's quite a quite a thing. We had yeah. Go go look at that list. We had nine manufacturers in the top ten. Oh, Haas scored a point, then you yeah. must know. Haas, wow. Haas got a point. Uh, so did Alpha. Giovinazzi finished tenth. The only the I only team Williams. the only team not to pick up a point uh, was Williams because <coughs> Russell Russell got sent on his way and uh, yeah and the TV didn't do much. But uh, <laughs> before we go before we just like go back yeah, to F1. Who's Russell Uh, Kimi. Kimi, uh, Kimi gave him quite a knock, but uh, yeah, back to the. Yeah, let's be fair. Let's let's say it is this. He punted him. He punted him well. Back to the. Uh, anyway. Back to the GP. Um, Quattararo started on uh, started on pole position. Looked looked quick throughout the practice sessions and uh, and qualifying. Looked like a. Looked like a pretty much cut and dry race for Quadraro, home Grand Prix, obviously being French. And uh, when it got to the race, wow, we were and that all changed that when that, that stuck his board up that said two minutes before race start. It it was absolutely and nothing. Nobody was talking yours. about it. The commentators weren't talking about it. Nobody was saying rain is imminent or. You know, the guys were lining no, up on the grid. It wasn't even forecast. There was clear sunny skies forecast. There was absolutely nothing. These guys were on track. Guys were busy wrapping it up. We were thinking, okay, in the next two or three minutes, this race is going to get underway. And the next thing, the commentator's like, um, and the camera changes, and he's like, it, it, it's raining. And uh, oh, the track didn't get not? wet at first, but so they still thought of starting on uh, on slicks and then they changed then they're like no 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 we've got to start on wets and you uh, got the whole intro where they show track temperature and uh, <laughs> for, forecasted weather it was still a little <coughs> funny little fucking screen in uh, yeah when it started raining i thought you know i thought to myself out loud and i thought i know what nationality Jeff is in the Formula One man. It's <laughs> French. He doesn't know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> so, uh, no, it was it was insane. I mean, these guys, at at first they thought, okay, they're going to start on slicks because the the track's not wet enough. And then if if the rain continues, they'll 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 obviously do a where they where they switch the bikes and uh, yeah. Then then the rain carried on coming down. The track got soaked. They decided no 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 this this is a wet race everyone has to start on wet and uh, they started on wet thought okay they're gonna swap onto dries when the track dries out the track didn't dry out 
It, it was a wet race. The whole thing was wet. It was it was a proper flag to f flag to flag is uh, basically when the when the weather conditions change in the in the GP race. Unlike Formula One, you can't come in and change your tires. So a flag to flag is where you come in and switch bikes. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Which we obviously even at the start when they pulled away and the three Ducatis went in front, wow, that's gonna die out soon. They're gonna jump onto slicks and it never happened. Never. <laughs> Look, no, that was a that was a crazy crazy race because I mean, in the beginning, the Ducatis looked, the Ducatis looked untouchable. Uh, that was actually. It was actually scary in the beginning the the way they went about it i mean they were in the top three it was obviously the the two the two factory ducatis and they were followed by the promac ducati of jack miller um and uh yeah those the, then then rins rins came from nowhere he he started catching up the the, the suzuki and he was so far behind those top three i don't know where he came from but he he was picking up a crazy amount of time he, he got to p2 he dropped it okay in the first corner yeah okay and then he gets it up and he starts riding and they've got a, a safety marshal's harness slapped around camera on the back of his bike and he think, wow <laughs> I uh, apparently apparently that thing apparently that thing will not snap. Okay, it's it's designed not to snap. So if that thing had basically gotten stuck in his rim, it could have very well pulled the pull, pulled pulled the wheel or the back of the bike square off. No, obviously. So uh extremely dangerous think, and, uh, I mean, and also if it, if it had flown off and, uh, and hit someone and because that thing he's, is he's killed off and he stopped on the tarmac and the bike went into the gravel Marshall so for them to pick it up and to drag it out of there obviously one of the marshals walked it around the camera to pull it backwards yeah and when he jumped on he just went he just he the, just he just bugged it off into the distance and the marshals were like yeah. oh that's that's probably not good but uh, exactly <laughs> that, that marshal radioed jeff and said jeff my strap is still on Linz's bike just like you said it's not going to rain <laughs> some uh, some crazy some crazy MotoGP season that we've had obviously danilo petrucci winning his second motor gp race in the first of the season he becomes the seventh winner in 2020 um alex marquez finally yeah <laughs> gets honda's first podium of the season can you believe it and uh yeah he becomes also the 15th man to stand on the motor gp podium in 2020 that's insane. The fifteenth guy to stand on the podium is the first Honda rider to stand on the podium. And then uh Paul Espargo taking up the uh last place on the podium for for Red Bull, KTM. So uh KTM continuing to show improvement 
this season and they've probably been the biggest jumper in performance out of all the teams i'd say from from where they were a year or two ago even last year they were they were not where they are now and they've brad binder not uh, not the best race he's obviously we've got to remember brad is a brad is a rookie and this was probably his first go in the wet um he finished he finished he finished 12th stayed in the points but that was his uh, rookie ride in the rain i believe so uh that was his you know that was his that was his rookie ride in the rain as okay alex marquez that was also his rookie ride in the rain but um yeah mark marquez once said and the, and there was actually a bit of laughter in the room and he's like no why, why are you laughing it's for serious and because uh, they asked him if there was one driver or one rider rather that uh, that he feared and uh, he said rather than feared says but i'd say my biggest challenger would have to be my brother because he's quicker than me and when he said that everyone was like eh. but uh don't forget alex marquez is a two-time world champion he's he's one motor three he's one motor two and uh some guys yeah they they brad binder he won his third what his third race i think it was his third race he won and uh, some guys are just quicker some guys are just slower but it's a bit disappointing that he's lost that repsol honda drive before he got the opportunity to do this but uh, he's obviously going to replace carl crutchlow at the lcr honda team carl's insane did, did you see that guy's injury he was riding with yes listen i'm not a doctor but okay so so this guy's got this wound on his forearm okay and now it's really wide so now the skin needs to obviously merge but now this thing healed incorrectly that that's how it was described because instead of the skin merging it connected with the muscle so yeah so he was riding around on a motor gp bike with his forearm muscles pulling at his skin yeah. can you imagine can you imagine yeah that couldn't be that could not have been a comfortable ride and he did fall at the end but uh, still still one hell of an attempt and uh yeah that was it there was just the 15 15 riders finishing all 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 the ktms i believe in the points yes all the ktms in the points including lukiona olivera's teammate olivera as well Oliveira was having a fantastic weekend until he got to until he got to Saturday, and uh, everything everything went wrong. Um, this could have been a very very different race. He was uh, he was like second fastest in in uh, practice one and two. Uh, he was fourth or fifth fastest in practice three, and uh, then towards the end of practice three, he he dropped the bike he had an accident so uh went back to the pits got the spare no 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 sorry i got this wrong so he was going around bike broke down okay went to the pits got on the spare bike crashed the spare bike and uh yeah so he 
even going into qualifying it, it wasn't ideal it wasn't on the bike that he he would have preferred to be on the bike that he had been setting up all weekend so uh i think it could have been better but he'll he'll be happy with that sixth place but, and uh the vizioso it came down to uh bad bad tire management um he just fell off as the race went on and as well as uh quattararo finishing ninth but uh some say it was an intelligent drive because at the end of the day he still increased his championship lead so finished ninth but he did enough to actually make the lead bigger so uh it's not a not a complete disaster but uh davizioso could have davizioso could have done with a uh with a victory there because that would have that would have brought the championship like within five points i think so but uh still relatively close in the championship where do we go for uh i'm not even sure where do we go after this actually gonna have a look at the calendar we're going to aragon yeah we're going to aragon and it's going to be a double header yeah it's gonna be a double header so we're gonna have aragon one and aragon two 18th of october 25th of october and the word is not official but they say a press release is imminent that big brother marquez may return at aragon one so we could see him this weekend and uh let's see what marquez returns we obviously we don't know um he could he could get on the bike and just pull a marquez as he's done so many times before he could get on the bike and need time to to readjust but uh who knows now we've got uh, obviously aragon aragon then we have a bit of a break then we have the grand premio de europa the grand prix of europe that is also in spain that is at the valencia circuit yeah we've got a double header at valencia and then the last round will be on the right at the end 22nd of november portugal portimong so uh portimong becoming a uh fairly popular track this this year out of nowhere I don't know, Portugal, I think, I think as far as motorsports goes, Portugal, this year, Portugal's been the biggest, uh, biggest winner in terms of hosting motorsport. I mean, we, Portugal was down to host the World Superbikes round at Portimão, and that was that, that, that's it, that's what they had, they had one race, it was a World Superbikes race, and uh, it turns out they had that World Superbike race, now they're having a Formula One race, MotoGP race, and also turns out World Superbikes changed their calendar. They're going back to Portugal at the end of the year to, uh, do you remember Estoril? World Superbikes, World Superbikes are going to Estoril. So it'll be, it'll be good to see one of the, also one of the forgotten classics. classics. That, that track disappeared in uh, 1996. It, uh, yeah, Estoril, fantastic track, but uh, disappeared in 1996. Basically, uh, 
FIA told them to to make some changes and uh, we'll be back and well don't need to finish the story for you to know how that went they haven't been back so uh that's that we're gonna have a break in uh in formula one what's happening on friday we've actually got season two round one on 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 the tnb side of things uh on the tnb side of things we're starting season one this week on friday the multiplayer championship obviously three teams three 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 drivers in a team and uh what a round one we're gonna have that's uh really not not what i was hoping for as a as a round one i was thinking of something more uh you know something something more inviting for a round one like a i don't know like an austria or a, something a little bit more but yeah that one that one's gonna be a bit rough i uh don't know how i'm gonna get through a 100 percent race without touching the castle section at some stage because i've can't even do it in practice for more than three laps so we'll see how that goes what about uh, i've actually got one of my teammates here what about uh, what about you Camille? you you confident about uh you confident about uh baku azerbaijan actually uh, one of my last races there was in baku and i enjoyed it actually so i'm feeling Confident. Great stuff, man. Me and you, teammates, will get together for your practice. It's only Tuesday, and it's all the way off. We'll do a do a practice on Thursday night or something like that, or uh, open the setup on that uh, not S Martin car. See what see what we can we'll do, do, and I and I still need to get my multiplayer colors on my car and yeah so i still need to sort all of that up Me too. i'm sitting here and well jan's sitting here quietly with his with his mic muted in the moment i say i haven't done my multiplayer car yet he's like i'm gonna crap you out so unmutes and off he goes so yeah no, there's uh from a comment few weeks to go and now it's a product man go to uh go to uh <laughs> TNB, uh, season two, round one. What is a season fifteen overall? I think no, season sixteen overall. Sorry. Yeah, I think that will be the sixteenth. Season sixteen overall. Um, what uh, from a from a from a from a commentary from a from a commentary perspective? What's uh, well, you don't have to make any calls, but. Uh, what do you what do you what do you think who's who should we uh what teams should we watch out for uh, if i was to look at recent experiences i would say and this is in no, no order of any sort this is just no no yes i would there's two teams that comes to mind immediately look at them I'm not backing him as a favorite or so, but two teams just out of the top of my head. I must say is that not Aston Racing and Pro Project TGR Yamaha. Oh, but the other not. The other not, also a future champion. I mean, Project TGR had uh, two previous TMB champions. Oh, well, we've got oh. uh, between... 
DW is three time or four time? Three times if I'm not mistaken. And was he his three time? Was he also three time? So yeah. Also three time. I saw the two of them. He loves saying that, but it's you. You just you you don't mind losing those two because then you'd have one and you'd be like your hero. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. I'll be a Rosberg type. I don't mind. I wasn't talking I about Rosberg. Of all people, <laughs> really. He's talking about Kimi. But, um. Yeah. Nah, look forward. Look, the season coming up. Looking forward. Like all of the others previous. So, come back to this. Before we go, what, uh. From a. I'm going to ask Johan, and then I'm going to ask Wazi. So, from a commentator's <coughs> perspective, from a driver's perspective, top three tracks you're looking forward to this season now that you've seen the calendar? Yeah, it's completely shuffled around, and how this calendar worked out. So, it's a tough one because I think we have an awesome calendar. And I mean, we've got all the street circuits in there. But top three, I would say definitely Brazil, mm. Canada, <clears throat> and I'm looking also forward to Belgium again. Yeah, those, those are all uh, those are all good. Obviously, we've got. Uh, I think Wazi mentioned two street circuits. That is that is incorrect, sir. We're, uh, no, we've got we've got a Singapore as well, Andre. As well and as a Monaco. And Baku. As well as yeah. Monaco and Baku. So we're doing all three street circuits. Three street circuits, yes. Luckily, no, we're I'm gonna, gonna go left field, go Spa, Baku, and uh, Singapore. Spa, Baku, and Singapore. Don't you two wish night, that? Don't you? Two night uh, street circuits in a row because obviously the interesting is Monaco at night. Yeah, Monaco. Monaco is going to be at night, and uh, obviously we know that in Europe, that part of the world, you've always got the chance of rain. So if it is at mm. night, then it is at in. If you watch the podcast, then you do take any advice. Do your practice at night. Set your time to at night. Set your time to at night. Do your practice at night. Get used to it. Get used to what it looks like. And if you're going to do any rain running, do it at night. You need to know what it's going to look you, like. So, if uh, you sit and drive a called Kevin, you know, if you get loaded into the ambulance while it's daytime <laughs> or nighttime, it's still the same color, you know. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, would probably, Kevin would probably get loaded on the ambulance before the race. It would be like one of those, you know, you've got to be aware of street circuit moments. And then he didn't, and then he didn't reach turn one because he, like, stalled. But, um... Or he pulled a, what, I can't remember that guy's name. I never remember that guy's name. Something like Chicken Whiskey. If if you if if anyone if anyone ever joins, if anyone ever wants to join your name and he's called Whiskey Wing or Whiskey Chicken or what, oh, I can't remember the guy's name and I don't care. But if you have any sort of, yeah, don't don't do it. Don't do it. The guy, the guy misses his breaking point and and uh, takes out twelve cars. It's it's actually quite impressive. But, How many uh, twelve? 
No, he uh, he he actually he actually he actually started in twentieth. Yeah, he actually started in twentieth, and at the end and into the entry to turn two, he was in eighth. And uh, I was hearing swearing from multiple angles. I don't know who was swearing. It was just it was, it was just everyone going crazy, and yeah, that was. I heard a snippet of that in like New Year's, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going on. People are dying, or I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm looking forward to it, teammate. We must uh, enter practice, and hopefully our other not friend will join us soon. Hopefully he will. Uh, hopefully he'll be back soon enough. Uh, we know he's gonna miss round one. Uh, far from I'm home at, some special arrangements. far from home at the moment but uh, hopefully he'll be back hopefully he'll be back for uh, for round uh, for round two but that's not a hundred percent confirmed because he did say a week maybe two so uh, hopefully he'll be back oh. for round two i haven't even looked at the calendar what round two is maybe johan since you made it do you remember what round two is <laughs> that will be oh, he has to go look oh austria okay yeah, that, austria. That, that's a bit better so uh, i was actually i actually wanted to say the other name but yeah the fourteen of god i've made some special arrangements with some of the circuit owners that they will not display any DHL signage on the uh, side of the track. What, what, what circuit oh. are you talking about? Are you talking about that, that new circuit in Benoni? No, all of them. No, no, no. <laughs> Austria, I've come around to. I've said DHL died. They lost the market. What? They, 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 they need to, they need to now. They need to leave F1 immediately because there's a sim gamer out there that gets triggered by. Uh, Yellow and red, uh, he, but he's totally fine he, with the Pirelli signs. He penetrates a yellow DHL sign quicker than a twenty-year-old penetrates a. Does it even does it does it does it make much sense? Because when you're going at uh, over two hundred k's an hour, do you really take notice of the Pirelli and the DHL signs, and which are which? But he hits the DHL signs, not not the Pirelli signs. He doesn't hit the Pirelli signs. Like, like a jumble dragging into the left, you know, just like some circle. <laughs> Fucking hits <it. laughs> is, is, is Hockenheim on the calendar? Oh my god. Luckily not. Uh, okay, so no, no Hockenheim on the calendar. So, uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to worry. We don't need. We don't need to worry about that whole smattering of DHL signs in the stadium section, because that is, yeah, that that would be his. God, I'd probably I, just I start freaking out. I like that little link you got at the bottom, that little clip snippet there, showing that whole incident. Uh, it's classic. Let me just... You guys, I don't suppose you guys can see the stream, but uh, for, anyone, for anyone that is watching, this is, uh, I suppose, what, what Wazzy is referring to. What is it? You'll love it. I know he's watching. Love you, Muna. <laughs> dumbbells, baby dumbbells. 
I'll just uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll not allowed to call him Dimples anymore. His uh, girlfriend officially warned me she'll smack me if I call him Dimples. Oh yes. So, getting getting I'll a just bit of call him getting a bit of competition. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, for those of you who are watching, that is the uh, that is the incident in question. <laughs> okay, well, well, the incident, well, yeah, the incident in question. The first half was uh, was not Sebastian, and the second half was really Sebastian. So uh, in exactly the same corner. Sebastian. Gotta love it. Same corner. Yeah. Mm. And it and it was taken from the perspective of his uh, much more stable Ferrari teammate, who at the time was <laughs> yours truly. Uh, stable. Nicely done. I think that, that that's probably the season when you scout the combat like me, isn't it? Yeah, it's no. This was there. this was one. Of, no, this was one of my first seasons back. Um, ah. I think I think this was probably my first season on the wheel, and. Uh, I had found some pace in, in, in qualifying and uh, yeah, I was pretty close behind him there in the safety car and that's that's why I was able to, to see that. But that guy flew past me on the left and I still maintain he wasn't he wasn't aiming for the Ferrari. I think he was trying to hit the safety I, I think he was trying to hit the safety car and he misjudged the whole thing and he just went for someone. I don't know what I don't know what happened there. We'll never know because he left the league immediately without us being able to kick him. He just he he said he said lol. He said he said lol and left. So uh, yeah, there was there there was no need for us to even get mad. But uh, yeah, we've gone way over time. So fantastic. Where is uh, where is Bruce? I thought Bruce was going to... Uh, Bruce, Bruce was here for the first five minutes. He ate his Sasha, he looked at me, went brr, brr, and he fucked off like normal. So, so, so Bruce that, said no... For you, eh? Bruce said no interest in uh, in listening I, to your... I, I still, I still to your knowledgeable self. I call him Bruce because I feel like he's the ultimate personality of the Batman. Because he'll come in here, he'll eat my food and goes again and I think he's really the Batman. Because he's never yeah. That sounds that sounds like Australian. That's why you call him Bruce. No, no. Matthews is Michelle and then off he goes. It's something is drawing that if it's fighting Grimo the Huya snor muscle. Nobody knows. I want to thank everybody that's watched. I want to want to thank Wazi and Johan for joining me. We started a little bit later, so Johan could. Uh, we were gonna start it at. Uh, we were gonna give it fifteen minutes anyway, and you literally got you like a minute before we were gonna go. So it just worked perfectly. And uh, yeah, we had. We also had. We also had Wazi in here. Wazi, you should. You should come to these more often. Yeah, because you started late. Yeah, I know, but you. Well, if you can, if you can make it at this time, yeah, we we'll start at this time. Doesn't really make a difference. But uh, thank you to everyone who watched. Thank you to everyone who joined. Thank you, Wazi, Jan, and uh, yes, thank you. We'll be back in some form next week. With I don't know what hosts, but uh, we'll see. 
Episode 20. Wow, 20. That's quite a number. Yeah, no, that's what you do. Get, get, me a, get me a picture of the cat. I'm going to... I'm going to put a picture of the cat here next to Muna's little video. So, uh, because, because then, then you see, then, then, then you see, uh, then you see Muna having an accident and you look to the right and there's a cat and you think, what has the cat got to do with this? And then you think, what is a cat in Dutch? That's what Muna's thinking. So there's messaging behind all of this, you see, so it's really good. But uh, yeah, thank you everybody, and uh, we'll be back next uh, week. Thank you guys. Hope, hope, hope you guys all join us on Friday, and uh, see you then. Cheers. Just tell us. <laughs>